Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome back to another check-in in this Ramadan series. I hope everyone's having a Ramadan experience that is benefiting them. This is actually a continuation of the first check-in, so the questions are actually the same. And if you haven't checked out the, ep- the first episode, definitely do so. You hear some amazing insights from other folks as they journey along in the month. The questions um, we encounter in the first episode and in this one, just as a reminder, include who are you and where are you from? What does Ramadan mean to you? How is Ramadan practiced or celebrated in your country? Do you prepare for the month? If so, how? What obstacles do you face during the month? What unexpected eases do you face during the month? And what are your goals for this month? So stay tuned for more insights from different folks in this episode. And before I introduce you to who's coming up in this podcast. I just wanted to say a huge thank you to those who have reached out with really kind words about the series. It's meant a lot and I hope you continue to enjoy them. So, who do we have in this series or in this episode? We first hear from Amreen from Hijabi Ballers and then we hear from Fahima who is from Malaysia and you actually hear my voiceover um my voice as she's asked me to voice over her check-in. We then hear from Hassan, who is a writer and speaker, then Sue, who's from Singapore and England. We also hear from Assad, who is an 11-year-old, very insightful boy from Pakistan, and then Naveed, a British Iranian. We also hear from Zara Grant, who was raised in Toronto and um, is involved in community activism. Her father, who's a revert from Islam, actually instilled a great love of community. And so she's always grown up um, that way and has remained passionate about uplifting and engaging communities, particularly marginalized communities um, and those in the African diaspora, really pushing those voices from the margins to the center Um, especially as it deals with women, black women, and black communities within Islam and in the greater population as well. Her day job is actually in women's health, and she works for a regulator. It's called the College of Midwives of Ontario, and they regulate the profession of midwifery in Ontario. So big up all the midwives around the world. She's also a mother of three children, as you'll hear, aged 7, 4, and 18 months, who are called Yusuf, Dean, and Shahada. And so her most important work at Social Change is raising these three little humans well with love of Allah, love of community. And she's also a board member of the Canadian Council of Muslim Women who also do incredible work. So I would definitely urge you to check out um, their work and them. Next, we hear from Abdul Alim, who is a co-host of the Shake It Show. And I've mentioned this podcast before. It's absolutely one of my favorite podcasts. You should definitely check it out. Um, They're just hilarious. (laughs) Um, And they focus on, you know, a range of things uh, around Islam and pop culture. They also do check-ins around what kind of new foods they're eating that week or um, and different movies and um, that they're watching. And then we have Barak, who is known as the Muslim Counselor on social media and YouTube. Then you hear from me. And we end with Fahima's sister's grandson. So he is a 10-year-old boy, and we hear an action piece from him on something he's been able to do this Ramadan. And just hearing him really gives me hope for the future. So 
those are the check-ins we hear from today, and that would conclude the check-in one. Um, and so the next week will be check-in two with different questions. So I hope you enjoy, and I hope you, um, you know, gain something um, from these check-ins and hear and hearing their experiences and goals and obstacles and um, you know moments of ease that they face or have faced um, so far in Ramadan or in previous Ramadans. And that's it for this week. Uh, I hope you, everyone is staying healthy and benefiting from this Ramadan. So see you next week. Khalafis. Assalamu alaikum, Samia. Uh, here goes my Ramadan series, check in one. Who am I? Where am I from? Uh, so my name is Amreen. Uh, I am the founder of Hijabi Ballers. Um, it's a non-profit initiative that celebrates and encourages the participation of Muslim women in sports. I am also a recent graduate of the University of Guelph. Um, I studied economics and international development. I'm also a hen artist and I, I have a cat. I'm from Toronto and my background is Indian. What does Ramadan mean to you? Um, Ramadan is always a very special time. It's just like this special month um, where everyone comes together and uh, we're all in this uh, this unique experience together. Um, it means um, it means you know so much in terms of just love, unity. Um, Within, with our Muslim brothers and sisters, but also sharing what Islam is with non-Muslims. Um, it's a, such a such a great experience uh, to go through this together with people in your family, your, your community, your neighbors, um, but then also share this experience with your non-Muslim friends and, and tell them about fasting and how Ramadan works. Um, so it's just a really special month. Um, how is Ramadan practiced and celebrated in your country? In my country, so I live in Canada, uh, I guess it's practiced the same way that it's practiced everywhere else, which is you, uh, you eat before sunrise and then you fast from sunrise to sunset and then you eat after sunset. Um, I know a lot of Canadians and a lot of Muslims in Canada or in Toronto specifically work. Um, so their Ramadan consists of, you know, waking up, uh, for Sahari, eating, going back to sleep, waking up for work, working all day, coming back, maybe taking a nap, um, and then eating iftar, and then praying, and then going back to sleep. So when you're working, it's a, it's a lot. But thankfully, this summer, I'm not working. So uh, I have uh, a bit of a chill Ramadan in the sense that I can wake up at 2 p.m., um, just not do much uh, all day so I'll like sleep all day and then I'll pray and stay up all night um, which seems to work for me uh, how do you prepare for this month um, oh so my family and I make you know lots of like frozen or lots of food that we freeze up and then we fry or bake throughout the throughout the month um, so in terms of food there's lots of preparations that go on we make samosas and spring rolls and pastries and lots of um, yummy things I also prepare for this month um, in terms of you know renewing my uh, my spiritual um, uh, 
thoughts, ideas, um, and and setting my goals, um, thinking about what I want to achieve this month. Uh, I also prepare for this month by uh, reconnecting with family members, friends, um, people that I've maybe lost touch with or haven't gotten a chance to message in a while. I'm just remembering everyone in their duas. Um, yeah. What obstacles do you face during the month? Hmm. What obstacles do I face? A lot of times I have to explain to people um, who aren't Muslim how Ramadan works and everyone's always like, oh, like, isn't this hard? Um, you know, like, how do you survive? Uh, how do you not drink water? All of that stuff. Um, so it's, it's not so much of an obstacle. It's just something that uh, we go through as uh, Muslims who live in, in Toronto where it's a multicultural, diverse place. Um, so that's... Uh, maybe an obstacle just trying to explain to people how Ramadan works and the beauty of it and a lot of times people just see it as you know a period of time during the day when you starve yourself but it's it's not that it's a lot more peaceful and serene and uh, rewarding than people think um any other obstacles hmm Ooh, waking up for for suhoor is always uh is always hard yeah, when I go to sleep after after praying, so at night I, I try not to sleep and I try to stay awake and pray. Um, but if I go to sleep, it's uh, it's it's pretty hard waking up. Um, but once I'm up, it's like it's like a whole new day for me. I'll I'll go all out with you know making myself some like really healthy, good food to eat during um, sahari or sahur. Yeah, what unexpected eases have you experienced during the month? So far, it's only been a couple days, um, but it's been so much easier than I expected or than I imagined it to be because I think it's because I'm home all day and I'm, I'm spending half my day sleeping uh, and, you know, resting up so that I can have energy to pray and to do other things during the other half of the day. Um, so it's been fairly easy for me. I haven't uh, been thinking about how hungry I am too much. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been, it's been easy. There's also so much, I feel like I'm just so much more, uh, patient and calm. Uh, so that's, that's something that I've also experienced. Again, it's only been a couple of days, but, um, yeah. What are your goals for this month? Hmm. So I definitely want to finish, uh, reading the Quran at least twice. That's my goal. Definitely want to be on top of all my prayers, read all my prayers on time. Um, and then my another one of my goals is to also go uh, to the mosque for our late night Tarawi prayers. At least three times a week I want to do that. Um, and you know, just be more patient, understanding, um, and loving uh, to the people around me. Um, and, and also charity, it's, that's also one of my goals. Um, I, I definitely want to give more than I uh, usually do, not in terms of money necessarily, but just time, effort, love. Um, yeah, those are my goals. So this check-in is from Fahima Mashhoor, who has asked me to be the voice of her check-in. So I'll just read it as she has written it to me. My name is Fahima Mashur. I'm a mom of two adult kids. I am from India, but I live in Malaysia. 
And to me, Ramadan is a reflection of Islam in its purest form. It's the only month of the year where we get to feed our souls and not our bodies alone. It's a month of spirituality where you are in tune with Allah and it's a chance to purify our minds and soul. How is Ramadan practiced slash celebrated in my country? As a Malaysian, as Malaysia is a Muslim country, there are vast celebrations all throughout the month. Daily reminders and programs all over Malaysia, which makes you try and be a more perfect Muslim. Ramadan gives us a chance to reflect upon ourselves and remind ourselves that there are so many out there suffering and that makes us appreciate our current situations and lives. In terms of preparing for the month, I just try and prepare a week before Ramadan actually begins, but trying to get at, trying to get into the spiritual aspects of it. My motive this year is to finish at least three Qurans instead of spending time all day and night on either iftari or suhoor preparation. I also aim to make a little extra food and pass it on to my non-Muslim neighbors and to help around my unit whenever I am able to. I'll be inviting my new Muslim friends over for iftari. I'm a terrible chef, but I want to showcase Ramadan to them. I also want to go to Tarawi at the masjid. What obstacles do you face during the month? Sometimes I'm a bit short of cash and not able to help the needy as much as I would like to. This year has been a bit of a challenge, but Allah willing, it will be over. What unexpected eases have you experienced during the month? I had unexpected guests, but Alhamdulillah, Allah Jawazal made things easy for me. And what are your goals for this month? I pray to Allah to make me a better human and to be more patient and less anxious. I would like to be more humble and I would love to learn Arabic and Quran, Tajweed and be a better human. Assalamu alaikum. First of all, I'm very grateful and uh, equally humbled to be uh, chosen for this uh, month of Ramadan series and I hope that what I can share could be of uh, any benefit. So my name is Hassan Rashid. I am born and raised in Kuwait but I moved to Canada uh, when I was uh, just about 18 years old and I have been there since and it's been about um, eight years since I've been in Canada. And for the past eight years I have uh, been actually fully uh, living the experience of the month of Ramadan here in Canada and the West. So it has been a big shift for me. Uh, first of all, you know, experiencing it in the Middle East, where the, the vibe, the atmosphere is is, uh, is much more heartfelt than here. Um, to me, honestly, the month of Ramadan uh, means new beginnings, means uh, uh, an opportunity where the gates uh, and the doors of, of mercy of the Almighty God are wide, wide open. They are open all year long, but in this month specifically, everything that we do, the tiniest of deeds, are rewarded with an abundance of of, uh, of reward because of God's uh, generosity in this month specifically. It's an opportunity for us to, to uh, see our true potential because uh, the month of Ramadan is a month uh, through which we break the routine and build new habits. It's a proof that we can be consistent, we can be driven, and we can be 
focused. And when we are directing our efforts to better ourselves and to connect in a more fruitful way with our Creator, we will see the benefits. We will feel them. And uh, as much as people might think that the month of Ramadan is a month where it's it's filled with struggle and hunger, to me, I, I sense the beauty. And uh, the moment that the month of Ramadan ends, I feel like I have lost a dear one. Uh, I feel truly depressed and, and saddened uh, because that door, that unique special door is closing. And the moment I know that it's the month is approaching and it's it's as if I'm going to the airport and I'm welcoming a very close friend or relative. Um, here in uh, Canada, uh, I would say that there is not much to be celebrated, obviously. Uh, predominantly, you know, the population is not Muslim. Yes, the prime minister would always... Uh, you know, send a greeting uh, to Muslims in the start of the month. And you have a lot of people who are uh, knowledgeable about, you know, the month of Ramadan. But uh, the celebration is really limited in our local center. In our local Islamic center, we we bring the, the, the decorations and, you know, uh, we try our best to bring in, you know, all the uh, cultural touches that we we have from our countries in the center to to make us live in that atmosphere and uh, for me personally I I break my fast in the center every single day for 30 days Uh, we have over 12 ethnicities joining in as one big family so there is that sense of uh, of uh, family and brotherhood uh, and it, it's truly a reflection of the spirit of the month of Ramadan. As for my preparation uh, for the month, um, to be honest, I, I try my best just to mentally, you know, acknowledge that there's something golden that is approaching, and it's it has to be utilized. Um, I I try my best to slowly adjust my uh, work schedule or. Also, my just daily routine and habits to accommodate the the shift that will happen to my routine, whether that is in terms of my sleep, whether that, that is, is in terms of what I eat, and also, most importantly, uh, how much time I am, uh, you know, dedicating to acts of worship that are not limited to just praying, uh, you know, or, or reciting the Holy Quran, but volunteerism, for example. Because it's it's an act that is highly emphasized in this month too. Um, I guess the main obstacle really is uh, I find uh, a struggle in allocating enough time for me to be satisfied with with uh, what I'm performing in terms of you know the acts of worship between you know juggling with work and uh, you know it's a long fasting day here in Canada about 18 hours um, so you have to you know adjust your sleep so that you can you know uh, accommodate eating iftar and suhoor um, so it's a lot it's a long working day it's uh, a very uh, 
limited exposure to, to sleep and rest for me. And then when I add my volunteerism in the equation, it becomes very difficult for me to squeeze in enough time for me, you know, to to do some additional prayers or recite uh, the Holy Quran as much as I would like to. Um, but I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most uh, merciful and uh, striving in his cause, striving for his pleasure, even if it means me, you know, trying to work hard to, uh, to, to gain that halal uh, earning or, or helping someone in aid, um, there is a reward for that too. It's not only restricted to reciting the Holy Quran, although that should be a priority. So that's really my only obstacle um, that I feel like as much as I am trying, I wish I had more hours in the day to accommodate more um, acts of worship that will hopefully enrich the uh, spirits and uplift the soul. Um, I guess in terms of unexpected eases, I guess the, the most uh, obvious one for me is the fact that I I am uh, someone who has high metabolism. So, you know, every hour or two, I am hungry. I want to eat something. I want to grab a bite. But subhanAllah, the month of Ramadan specifically, I do not feel any sense of hunger or thirst. I fast 18 hours as if nothing is, uh, is uh, you know, wrong. It's, 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 I don't know, it's a sense of inner peace that just comes along. And uh, I guess it, it, it ties up with, with my mental state too, knowing that, you know, I'm not able to eat and drink, obviously, uh, uh, allows my, I guess, uh, brain to program itself with the body. Uh, and uh, um, that is obviously something that I'm grateful for. Um, and it's just, you know, with the tranquility of the night, knowing that you're in this blessed month, the way that you connect with your Creator, the, the, the spirituality that you sense, you know, uh, even when your tongue utters the same uh, words of uh, verses in the Holy Quran, it's different in the month of Ramadan. It's just, there's a, just that sensation um, that is, uh, you know, truly... Uh, truly un, un, uh, unfathomable it's it's uh, something that you cannot really express and give justice to and you know my biggest goal this month is um, obviously to come out of it a better version than the person I entered this month as if I do not take advantage of, of uh, you know the chance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me by living through another month of Ramadan and enjoying its abundance of blessings, then I have certainly uh, lost this, this honor that many, you know, are deprived from. Um, so, you know, and that improvement is, is in terms of, you know, my tie with my Creator, in terms of my comprehension, my knowledge, my understanding of my faith, uh, because it's also important for us to utilize this month in advancing our understanding about, you know, religion, about uh, uh, our Islamic history, about, you know, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about our responsibilities and duties as Muslims in this day and age, and what we can do to uh, better 
aid in the advancement of humanity and bringing goodness and positivity to a world that is in much need of that. Um, so, you know, the improvement has to be both on the individual level, me as an individual, how can I improve? How can I become a better uh, person in comparison to my own self? And then the ripple or domino effect that would come out of it would lead to, you know, me humbly contributing to the betterment of society, my immediate surroundings. Um, so I pray that, uh, you know, with these uh, blessed uh, moments, uh, I can uh, reflect, I can ponder, I can learn, and I can apply so that I, I come out of this holy month as a better human being. Thank you so much for the questions, and I hope that my uh, answers were of uh, benefit, and I look forward to uh, checking in again in the middle of the month. Assalamu alaikum, my name is Sue, and I'm from Singapore, but currently based in England. Um, Ramadan, to me, is a God-given time where I can focus on doing worship, reaping spiritual benefits, because it just seems easier to cut out distractions. Um, I think it's because of my intention of doing this for the sake of uh, God. And it also helps because you know that you know about a billion Muslims around the world are also uh, observing this beautiful month with you. Well, first of all, Ramadan in Singapore um, is quite constant in terms of the number of hours of fasting. So, um, sorry, let me do this again. Ramadan back in Singapore uh, is quite constant in terms of the number of hours where you have to fast because there's no um, four seasons in Singapore. Um, but the unique thing about Ramadan in Singapore, which I've not seen in other parts of the world, um, I've lived in the Middle East as well, is that we have bazaar for the whole month from morning to late night and this is essentially a bazaar where you can buy all types of food you know savory sweets um, cookies for uh, Eid um, traditional clothes for Eid also non-traditional clothes I've seen a bazaar I've seen a stall where they sold cars as well and properties so you can find so many things in a bazaar it's quite funny um, but essentially it's like a Christmas market probably uh, in England probably better uh, because it's really, really uniquely Singapore um, and what I love about the Ramadan bazaar in Singapore uh, are the lights um, so the streets are lighted up um, it's really nice to um, soak into the festive atmosphere which I've not
about the experience in England and even in the Middle East. Well, in the Middle East, um, in the Middle East, there were bazaars as well, but probably not as um, exciting as what I, I was used to back in Singapore. down on caffeine since the beginning of the year and you know five months on and I still find it tough to uh, remain awake throughout the day at work so uh, but I think I've made progress I've switched from coffee to uh, mint tea and um, so I think I'm ready to um, go to Ramadan without needing caffeine so inshallah may God make it easy for me and to all of us who uh, miss drinking our cup of hot drink in the morning before doing about our day my goal this month uh, is to give up on my bad habits and adopt new ones um, I would say uh, replace the bad habits with good habits like time management and being able to use out my time wisely to be in touch with religion and religious studies and worship um, even post Ramadan so to me that would be my goal um, I I um, I have, I plan to uh, also not use social media as much. Um, so let's see how I get on with that this Ramadan. In England, it seems like uh, lots of charities um, are doing fundraising dinners uh, that is new to me really I've not been to uh, a fundraising dinner other than in England so that's interesting um, the other thing that I notice about Ramadan in England is there have been attempts to do um, interfaith work uh, which means whether you're non-Muslims uh, or Muslims, we come together to do an iftar uh, in a public area. And I think it's a really cool thing to do, which um, an idea for Singapore, actually. Who are you and where are you from? My name is Asad Rizvi and I'm from Pakistan. What does Ramadan mean to you? To me, Ramadan is a month, a very holy month, in which the Qur'an was sent down to earth. And it's also the month in which people build their akhlaq and become better people by fasting. How is Ramadan practiced slash celebrated in your country? In my country, which is Pakistan, what we would do during Ramadan is we would obviously wake up for sahri and we would eat a lot of food that our mothers have prepared for us. And then we would fast. And then... 
the mothers of the house would prepare traditional foods and would serve it for iftar. And sometimes even like on weekends and stuff when there's a school, we would invite lots of people to come to restaurants and to our houses. And we would have a nice sort of feast. My country, which is Pakistan, what we would do is we would try to help the poor a lot more by giving old toys away, giving more zakat, and obviously we would fast. And then at Fuldur time, what would usually happen is a family would host a dinner in which we would all gather together and eat Fuldur together, and it's just a very nice feeling. Do you prepare for this month? If so, how? Every year at Ramadan, before Ramadan, actually, just before Ramadan, what my family would do is we would all, like, get lots of boxes and put lots of food in them and give them to the workers who are needy of them. What obstacles do you face during the month? Usually one obstacle I definitely face is the obstacle of hunger. However, I do try to fight that obstacle of hunger by sleeping. Sleeping tends to help. Or, even better, I try to pass time by reading Quran or doing my namaz. It definitely does help. What unexpected eases have you experienced during the month? During the month, for some reason, I unexpectedly... During the month, and only during the one month, which I find quite strange... I found it quite easy to wake up for Sahri and for Fajr as well, which is incredible. And it's just strange, as I can't usually seem to do it in any other month. What are your goals for this month? My goals for this month are to build a better akhlaq and become a better person and be more kind to my sister, who I'll admit I'm not usually the best brother to. However, this month I'm going to try and change that. Hello, alaikum. My name is Navid Nayeri and I'm from UK, so England, very old England. Um, Initially, my parents are from Iran, so that makes me British Iranian. Ramadan uh, for me means a, a holy month, first of all. It's a time where one is uh, subscribing to, I guess, divine codes, divine codes of conduct, whereby is a, is a special shortcut to receiving God's uh, mercy, love, and... Um, in order for one to become much more of an obedient servant um, and to reach the station of having taqwa, to become muttaqi, which I guess is the prime, uh, primary principle of the holy month. Um, of course, there's the aspect of getting some sort of reward from the Creator, um, but the love of Creator, I guess that's the ultimate goal whereby the creator is happy with one's deeds one fasting, one's prayers um, one's salah dua, everything is accepted um, ultimately it's for transformation and the potential for that, or the potency is pretty much infinite you can transform as much as uh, you set your heart to it and uh, I guess 
the doors of mercy become much more easily accessible to enter and uh, one becomes more attuned or accustomed to the divine symphony in this month the sacred symphony uh, being revelation um, and the uh, the holy quran that's uh, it's the month of the quran one becomes connected easily to that um, by recitation by looking at the pages and uh, uttering it in our daily prayers so yeah I mean Ramadan itself is uh, it's said to be like a friend that comes and then departs and one has a sense of melancholy when it leaves and departs um, same thing for the Quran I guess um, one becomes uh, accustomed to it in this world and hopefully it becomes a light and a blessing and intercession in the hereafter in the United Kingdom uh, Ramadan is practiced quite openly, freely um, and it's also celebrated um, funnily enough there is a Eid in the Square Festival which takes place in Trafalgar Square um, which is one of the main city attractions for tourists in the city of London uh, which is organized by the mayor uh, Mr. Sadi Khan um, and uh, Ramadan itself I mean there is uh, an awareness campaigns which take place there's billboards it might be campaigns on buses bus stops might be even on the underground you might see messages which is put up in local tube stations um and uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there are community centers, religious centers, which have the iftar program, and um, they invite guests, non-Muslim as well, um, those who don't fast as guests, um, so then they can become aware and um, also part of the community. Um, there's, so that's the, uh, I guess, interfaith activities and also intra-faith so amongst centres there might be visits of lecturers, speakers and community members uh, who visit and uh, also it's an opportunity for the youth to spend some time to get to know each other from different centres and cultural backgrounds that they come from um, and uh, yeah I mean it's, uh, it's pretty much evident that um, there is a a, a bubbling, healthy, cohesive Muslim community in Britain. And um, there is a, a third generation of third uh, British Muslims. And there's uh, a lot of activity taking place both on the institutional level and uh, non-institutional level. So it might be iftar once again which takes place um, in central London in Holborn, for example. There's iftar for the homeless. And then there's an open iftar where anybody can come, uh, sit under a canopy amongst your fellow uh, brethren, brothers or sisters in faith, and also non-Muslims who also participate as well, which is a very interesting and a beautiful event to observe. Uh, preparation for Ramadan, I mean, I guess one puts the mindset you become mentally uh, ready so in your mind you have that anticipation or zok, which
which is a positive awaiting. Um, it's it's a sort of excitement, I guess, where one is hopeful and looking forward to receiving glad tidings. But the glad tidings itself is the holy month which commences. Um, so I guess one becomes ready. Well, I've become ready um, with the physical aspect. So one, for example, if you're going to um, a very you know, a high-profile banquet, you make sure your suit is not creased, your hair is done up, your beard is trimmed, for example, and you're, you've, you've adorned yourself to receive, um, to become a guest at that banquet. Uh, similarly, this month, I think it's the uh, same case. I mean, um, you've got to physically be, uh, <laughs> be ready, look the part, um, and also uh, spiritually, so within, you, you to become recipients of that divine invitation for this uh, blessed month. Mm, that's it. As a British Muslim, I don't really face any obstacle as such um, trying to fast in London in 2018. Um, I can't really think of any, to be honest. Um, so I guess that makes us quite lucky and fortunate in, in many regards. Um, Perhaps the only aspect would be maybe if one has a meeting or you've really got to get to a particular meeting in the morning. Mornings could be a bit of a <laughs> emission, as young people say. Uh, it could be difficult to get up. Um, and also perhaps if one is journeying as part of their work schedule, um, that could become a little bit more tiring so you feel the physical strain and also at work if you deal with clients and things like that you, you feel like a, a mental your, your mind becomes tired um, so I guess that's the bodily aspect the physical aspect um, but apart from that I mean we have no problem we can fast in the UK so no issue there uh, the unexpected eases I've faced during the month of Ramadan, I mean, given it's only just started, um, one thing I found was that you, well, I've become quite full in terms of uh, the food that I eat. I don't have to eat too much. And uh, I don't feel that the, the pangs of hunger as uh, I thought I perhaps may have experienced. Uh, prior to the month of fasting starting. Um, also the sleep deprivation aspect, so that period of time between uh, breaking the fast and also uh, morning prayers. I thought I would be a bit more sluggish, as they say, but uh, not so much. I've tended to remain awake uh, during that period. So for now, it's, uh, it's okay. <laughs> have to wait and see how it progresses during the rest of the month um, other than that I think approaching the Quran becomes much more easier um, finding or seeking knowledge becomes easier finding the answers to certain questions I've reflected on uh, and in addition to that um, being more punctual for prayers so it might be morning prayers or the rest of the five daily prayers one becomes a bit more uh, how we say you become you're more excited to pray on time in that sense um, and that's what I felt this so far um, so the goals that I have for this uh, this Ramadan of 2018 
Uh, first of all, to be able to carry out the fast, um, as is expected of me. Um, so that creator is pleased, or would accept it, hopefully. To have a sincere, pure um, intention for the holy month. Um, so to fast with that niya or the uh, sincere intention with Iflas. Um, doing it for the sake of God alone, nothing else. Um, but if there's a reward, why not? That's not bad. <laughs> Who would say no to a reward from God? Um, joking aside, yes. Um, I this, this year I tend to uh, read the entire Quran throughout the 30 days so distribute it uh, five pages after each prayer which is about 25 pages a day so hopefully it should cover the entire Quran apart from that more reflection on the Quran as well certain chapters which I tend to uh, recite more often of by heart um, looking at the uh, the meanings the commentary and drawing parallels with the rest of the verses I may read during the course of this month um, and also reflecting more on life, um, becoming more um, observant in certain regards of praying on time. Um, so hopefully that's also one of the goals is to pray on time as it is um, prescribed. And um, perhaps if if I can, do additional prayers as well, especially the night prayers, which is uh, also, uh, I guess it's... Uh, it's a bonus if somebody can do that and if not then at least do that during the day um so yeah that's it so i guess proximity to god and also um quran itself as revelations it is the month of the revelation of the quran so yeah and uh, also just to add one of my other targets is to actually learn off by heart um maybe certain additional chapters which I've been reciting prior to the holy month so see uh, how that progresses hopefully inshallah my full name is Ahar Grant. Um, I'm a 35-year-old um, black-identified woman. Um, I live in Toronto, Canada, but I am actually of multi-ethnic dis um, descent. My father is a black Trinidadian. My mother is a Chinese Malaysian, but I was raised by my father, and my father is... Um, a revert from Trinidad and Tobago and I was raised mostly so I was born Muslim but I was raised in a mostly Caribbean revert community here in Toronto um, so that's where who and where I'm from what does Ramadan mean to me so Ramadan to me is a time of spiritual renewal reflection growth it's a time to really focus on my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know, to really sort of recenter myself and inshallah do that with my family. How is it practiced in your country? So I live in Canada, which is a pretty secular, well, claims to be secular country in terms of religion. Um, and so it's practiced by a lot of enclaves of communities within the community, but it isn't practiced by the country as a whole, other than maybe a little Ramadan Karim from our prime minister. Um, how do I prepare? Um, I prepare by kind of um, from, I guess, Shaban. I'm trying to kind of get into that mode of preparation um, mentally and spiritually 
for the time and and physically too. Um, I try to you know make up my fasts in the weeks preceding for Ramadan that I may have missed this year or the year before. I've actually missed quite a couple years. This is my first time fasting in about four years because I had my second son Dean. Um, he's four, and I was breastfeeding right up um, up until he was about 18 months. So I wasn't fasting, and then I got pregnant with my daughter Shahada. And she's 18 months now, so um, it's been a few years since I fasted. So this year, I was really trying to get myself into the mode, but alhamdulillah, I'm here. So how do I, uh, and of course, do some hardcore groceries uh, before the month begins. Um, what Some obstacles. Some obstacles have been that, you know, the summer months in the North America are very, very long. So it's it's hard to manage working full time, being a parent um, and cooking and then um, the obligations of fasting, the times, um, getting up at like three in the morning and then getting up again to go to work and trying to, you know, get mosque time in and community time in. So that's been challenging. But inshallah, you know, grateful for everything. Eases. Some of the eases I've experienced this month so far, it's only been a couple days, but I really felt felt ready this year. I felt, you know, I was playing the Quran. Um, um, you know what? Another obstacle, not to harp on obstacles, is that it's challenging, I find, with children to really try and... Um, get them into it, especially because we don't live in a Muslim-majority country. That's a little bit of a challenge, especially since we're bombarded with Christmas and Easter and all those other sort of holidays. Anyways, eases. Eases, it's been an ease to really sort of... I felt ready this year, and, you know, playing the Quran in the house has um, been beautiful, and putting, uh, putting up decorations with my children was nice, so... Alhamdulillah, I'm grateful for that. And Alhamdulillah, you know, I have food at iftari time and, you know, and for suhoor. So Alhamdulillah for that. Goals. Um, my personal intentions this month were really to try and, you know, be more community involved. I'm really trying to, like, spend my zakah locally, um, really reach out to um, members in my community who are, you know, going through some tough um, situations to really try and be support and really put my charity um, there. Um, and inshallah, and also I really want to try and get my kids more involved. So we've been sharing little stories of the Prophet every night, trying to really instill in them the importance of Ramadan and the sacredness of it. You know, explaining to them, like, when I play Quran in, in the evening time, we're understanding that every, Ramadan is so important because every night, you know, um, Prophet Muhammad would receive from the angel Gabriel um, these words that we're hearing when we're hearing the recitations of the Quran and what that means and connect and try to also connect it um, inshallah to their daily lives I have an 8 year old, a 4 year old and an 18 month old so my goals yeah, are really to um, give back to my community this month and and also I'm trying not to waste as much. I'm trying to really be aware of my garbage and um, um, not produce as much waste. So inshallah, that's it for today. Okay, assalamu alaikum. Hope you're well.
So my name is Abdulladeem Ahmed. I'm from Wales in the United Kingdom, uh, where the long forgotten kind of uh, part of the UK, uh, which is lovely and green and full of wonderful stuff, but very often uh, overlooked internationally. So I'm just giving my little plug there for Wales. In terms of what Ramadan means to me, well, um, I think uh, it means a lot of things. I, I don't think I could ever sum it up. Um, it's a time for me to lose a lot of my bad habits. Uh, time for me to shock my system and to try and use the tension, the difficulty, the struggle as an opportunity for growth and development. It's a time with family and friends. Uh, it's a time that always feels quite sweet. Um, I think Rumi wrote the poem and he said there's a hidden sweetness in Ramadan. Uh, I definitely feel that uh, in uh, Ramadan in the UK. In terms of how Ramadan is um, kind of marked, uh, you know, being part of that kind of wide community of diaspora Muslims who uh, live away from, you know, Muslim-majority countries in the West or elsewhere. Um, you know, I think uh, we're at that exciting period because we're kind of setting up our own traditions um, in terms of how we market and what we do in Ramadan. So, you know, the very basics are, you know, uh, try and have iftar with my family. Uh, I'm Bengali and we have this thing called kisuri, which is like rice pudding, but savoury. And I'll have that with chana, which is chickpeas kind of fried up, but it's not like chana masala. If some Pakistanis are familiar with that, it's chickpeas, but it's kind of dry, but fried. And I have those two together. That's kind of like the basic thing you have when you break your fast as a Bengali. And I love that. It's, it's always been one of my favorite dishes. Um, but you'll also have other things. So, you know, some of the local mosques will have big iftars, especially the mosque I go to most often, which is called Dar al in Cardiff. Uh, they have some pretty decent uh, iftars going on. When I was a bit younger, me and Faraz um, from The Shaken Show, who I present a podcast with, uh, we used to you know, do mosque crawls. So you could go to one mosque, Shah Jalal, and they'd have the best starters. So you have a good, you know, comfortable starter, and then you do your Maghrib prayer. And then you could walk over to another mosque, and by that time, the main course will have been served in that mosque. Uh, you know, so we used to do mosque crawls. So that's some of the ways in which we market. Uh, lots of eating, of course, but um, the Tarawi prayers as well as... Um, uh, spending time with um, friends in, in, in cases that you don't always see throughout the year, it's very often that you know, you'll overlook or sometimes miss people. Um, if you don't pay attention, uh, you can very easily drift apart to Ramadan the time to kind of strengthen those bonds. How do I prepare for Ramadan? There's one thing I should always do, and I never do, and that is to get off coffee. So, my God, man, the last first few days have just been coffee headaches and, you know, disorientated and mind fog. And, you know, it's so much harder than it has to be. And it's literally because I'm like a druggie getting off drugs, getting off coffee. And I knew it was going to be bad this year because uh, I could tell before even Ramadan started, I would feel like not 100% until I had my morning coffee. So, you know, that's what I should do to prepare. Um, I don't do that. I always forget to do that or, you know, maybe not forget. I always lack the self-discipline and self-control to do that um so that's something you know i wish i could do uh, to prepare for ramadan otherwise you know i'll try and think through uh, especially what i want to gain um so you know different times uh, depending on my iman depending on my free time depending on my responsibilities i might do more or less ibadat but generally my rule is i'll try and choose something to do every day in terms of worship and ibadah and I will try and choose an amount which I am okay to do and willing to do even when uh, you know even on the day when you've been out all day you've had a really long day and you want to come home and go to sleep uh, on that day you know I would choose an amount that even on a day like that I can still do it um, so that's generally how I might prepare I'll think about my goals and aims for it 
in terms of obstacles, what's really been um, in the UK uh, felt recently is at least the last five years of Ramadan really coincided with the longest days we have. So we're talking, you know, 3 a.m. Fajr, 9.30 uh, p.m. Uh, Maghrib. So, you know, you got like five hours, six hours of uh, nighttime. Um, and it's coincided with the summer. So it's hot and you know, uh, even a colleague today, a non-Muslim colleague, I was driving her to a train station and she jokes, you know, does it always, you know, um, uh, get really hot around Ramadan? It's like you can predict the hot weather by, you know, pitching whatever you want to do in Ramadan. And she's kidding about it, but we have had five or six years where, mashallah, you know, the hot weather has come in Ramadan, the heat waves, the, you know, seasonal turn. And, you know, you got to remember, Ramadan has come 10 days every year earlier, but it's still, you know, we've, like this year it's hit the hot weather. We've had the way come along um so that's been one of the most difficult things but other than that i think um you know it's it's it varies right now for me it's trying to balance sleep and work and be productive and 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 you know make sure i make the most of it um in other when i was a student so a phd student not so long ago one of the biggest obstacles was staying disciplined because in a way i was less um uh, I was less managed um and there would be less clear sort of uh, deliverables so i could just DOS the whole month and no one would notice um, except for myself and my own kind of um, falling behind uh, so staying disciplined and finding a way to work even when you're really tired unexpected eases um, I think uh, always surprised uh, how little I miss food um, I miss coffee more than food more often um, so that's an unexpected ease um, this year and last year I think I was definitely impressed by you know again I was finishing being a student coming back into work and I was uh kind of worried i was thinking can i handle can i actually do you know ramadan work in 95 i used to when i was younger but can i do it now um and uh, alhamdulillah you know i managed it and in, in some ways if i'm honest it's a bit easier it's a bit easier because you go to work it keeps you occupied you come home it's such a routine you know what time you have for ibadah you know what time you have to chill and it just makes things a bit clearer whereas uh, i found things a lot more stressful and difficult because when i was a phd student my time was a bit more um, up to me, I suppose. And so making those decisions was difficult. So that was an unexpected ease this year and the previous year. Um, and of course, sometimes, you know, like uh, last year, especially, um, you know, certain things hit, hit me that I didn't expect, you know, uh, crises and, you know, um, family emergencies and things like that. And I feel like I had a lot more strength and patience and determination and calm in Ramadan than I would if it came outside of Ramadan it's strange to say that but um, you know that was an expected ease last year so definitely feeling the Barak mashallah my goals for this month are mainly to really start reacquainting myself with the Quran um, you know really have fallen out of a habit of reading that regularly and I want to um, and nine with that it's sort of um, trying to bring my Arabic back into a place where it's you know, um, you know, building on my Arabic again because uh, I was quite fluent in Arabic. I'd studied for several years, and I hadn't studied then. Um, I think the last time I really did any serious study of Arabic was about six or seven years ago. Um, so I'm hoping that this will get me back into that. Uh, last ten days, I have some plans for hefs. Uh, again, I dropped off hefs in the last years a lot, and I want to just you know maybe uh, get back to where I was. So I just want to do some revision and pick up the verses and surahs I've lost. Uh, what I used to do some years, um, I haven't done it this year or last year, is uh, I'd read a English translation of the Quran as well. So I'm not one of those people who can read the Quran in Arabic fast enough. 
um, to really be managed to do a, a full Quran in the in a month. So I, I choose a smaller amount to do. But I can read English pretty fast, and so I used to read um, uh, Juz of the Quran every day of English translation. Um, so I'm not doing that this year, but um, that's something I found useful in previous years. This year I've got a few small selections of books, works by uh, Ghazali and others that um, I just want to reflect on um, uh, in, in kind of certain periods and try and inculcate them within my character as well. Um, and someone gave me the advice as well that, you know, um, one of the ways in which you can uh, overcome bad attributes, say of jealousy, of envy, of hatred towards people, of uh, anonymity, of, uh, you know, um, uh, sort of. A negative feeling towards a person is to make dua for that person so again that's something I'm going to try and do this Ramadan is make extra dua for people Assalamu alaikum my name is Barak Hussain and I am from Ottawa, Canada so Ramadan means many things to me the obvious things that is for everybody a chance to spiritually connect with Allah to do good to spiritually detoxify ourselves and get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as was prescribed for us through the month of Rajab Sha'ban leading up to this holy month. And um, so it's not just abstaining from the daily pleasures and you know physical of this world in terms of the food and, and all of that. It's so much more than that. It is about feeling the hunger pangs of those who are less fortunate than us and feeling grateful and having gratitude for the blessings that we do have. And so during this time, it is that opportunity to have these type of deep reflections. And so, you know, we remind ourselves every year of these uh, of these things. So this is just part of it. Ramadan is celebrated here in Ottawa um, with all sorts of things in terms of how it's practiced. So. A lot of the masjids, Husseiniyas, and centers would have daily iftars or weekly iftars. Sometimes it's uh, potlucks, sometimes it's from the center itself. And of course, you have your daily uh, Quran recitation before the iftar, and then afterwards there is the dua liftitah. So a lot of centers will do that. And some other the centers will just keep to the weekly weekend programs where more people are likely to come. And this is because as part of the hardships um, in terms of that is because a lot of people work during the day and have school or work the next day. So they'll have programs that would uh, be offered according to people's uh, work demands and schedules. How do we prepare for this month? We do so, again, the usual is we find that people will buy what they need ahead of time. But we know the preparation is so much more than just the food. It's about the spiritual step-by-step planting of that seed from the month of Rajab and taking care of that and letting it grow through the month of Shaban and being ready at this point to do that. So that could include the actual fasting during the two months, but also increasing the ibadah during this time. So when we get to Ramadan, we're used to it and we look forward to it with such a thirst um, because of planting and watching the plant grow and then watching it flourish during this holy month leading up to culminating in Layal al-Qadr and of course during the majalis of Istishad Imam Ali alayhi salam. So in terms of the obstacles, again, it's the work schedule and the long days that we have. We start our uh, 
are, are fasting around 3.30 in the morning right before Salah uh, until around a quarter to 9 p.m. And it's, um, it's increasing now as we head into the summer months. So that's more challenging for us. Um, but alhamdulillah, we are coming out of the summer fasting into the spring fasting right now. So it is a little bit easier, whereas we were fasting until around 9.30 last year. And it's cooler weather right now. We're around 20 degrees, which is a perfect combination of sun and a cool breeze. So alhamdulillah, it's very good. So this is some of the obstacles. It could be the length and it could be the work and uh, for students who are studying during this time. Um, so what have I ex unexpected eases have I experienced during the month? The unexpected ease, again, is the pleasantness of the weather that we have. And my goals for this month, as I have find myself already lacking that spiritual attachment that I always find during Ramadan. So my personal goal, and I was actually reflecting on this with a friend earlier, about how I'm not really feeling it like I, I would normally. And I know it's because I didn't do much in the, in the month of Rajab and Sha'ban leading up to Ramadan. I did not plant the seed properly. I did not water it properly. I didn't nurture it. And so it's struggling now. So now I have to start almost from the beginning of, of planting that seed and watching it grow. And I have to really take care of that. And I don't have a green thumb. So <laughs> this is going to be more of a challenge for me. But inshallah, you know, I look forward to really reflecting and really having some deep meditation and really connecting myself with the Quran. I have been keeping up in the sense of I'm listening to a juzah every day because I, I, if I were to sit and read, um, it'll take me two or three hours to read one juzah and that's near impossible when um, I work full time. So what I do is I turn on a juzah and I listen and I recite along with parts that I'm familiar with and I would reflect that way. And we know it's not about reading a juzah every day. It's about how you reflect and meditate upon that. Part of my goals are also psychologically, psycho-spiritual rather, which has to do with um, really honing some of my spiritual habits. So during this time where we get the opportunity to really um, apply self-discipline and creating healthy habits, which is very psychologically based, I really want to work on that part in terms of creating good habits for myself that I can continue on and carry over through the rest of the year. And so we get this opportunity during this month to do that. I would also like to work within my community, so these are the three top goals, is to give back to my community as well, whether it's through the orphan organizations that I'm currently working with abroad or um, through the Zahra Trust and Al Ain organization in Iraq or even locally within my community with the local Who is Hussein group who's doing amazing charity uh, work within the community, bringing awareness to the name of Imam Hussein and making it, uh, making the word or the name of Imam Hussein synonymous with humanity and charity. And so they're doing great work with that, inshallah, I can contribute and help with them as well. So those are the top three goals, inshallah, is to, to reconnect myself and attach more spiritually through the acts of um, the psychosocial aspect as well as the community, local and abroad, and uh, through the Holy Quran and just through creating positive, good, healthy habits to carry on, inshallah.
Thank you very much, and I look forward to checking in in the middle of the month as well as the end to see where I am and to see where everybody else is at. God bless you, and uh, have a blessed, blessed Ramadan, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. So this is my check-in now. Um, so let's just begin. Um, as you know, my name is Samia, and I'm currently living in Canada, but I'm originally from England, and my heritage is Indian and East African. So Canada is a secular country, and so Ramadan here is certainly not a national conduct. And so I'd say the hardest part is... Um, just not having that Islamic environment where everyone has similar goals and is trying to achieve that God consciousness and become closer to God. Um, I've never experienced what it's like in a Muslim country and I would absolutely love to, but um, I can't really complain because Alhamdulillah, I have been given the security um, and freedom to practice my religion. Obviously, there's nuances within that, but overall, I I do have that right and privilege. So, I'd say one of the biggest obstacles here is the weather. It can get quite hot. Um, that being said, though, the weather has been all over the place this year, so it's not been too bad so far. Um, I'm actually working in a new place this year for Ramadan and well, it's coincided with Ramadan and I think it's actually set the bar high for what Ramadan looks like to me in Canada. I work in a very diverse environment and it's been great to practice Ramadan there so far. Our CEO sent a really heartfelt email wishing everyone Ramadan Mubarak and asked her to keep us in our prayers and to use the reflections that we have towards um, creating change for our future. It's um, And we have quite a few Muslims working at the organization, so it's been really great to um, be able to provide those well wishes, hear the experiences and different ways that folks view, experience and practice this month. Our co-workers have also really been great, you know, checking in on us during the day, seeing if we need anything, seeing how we are. And to me, that is acceptance of who we are and what we practice. Um, Ramadan here is also a time to be with the community we or communities that you're a part of. We um, break fast at the mosque every night and pray together. And so it actually feels like there is an ummah. And then, of course, there's the digital ummah and experience of Ramadan where we congregate online to motivate each other, reflect on what needs to be worked on in our ummah or uh, micro ummahs check out podcast the episode one of this podcast to know what micro ummas are to me um and then also what we appreciate and then of course a place to share the richness of humor that we possess in order to support each other during this month um what is ramadan to me <laughs> well this was kind of difficult and i don't even think i completely understand this answer nor do i think i should because that's what's exciting about islam and about ramadan is that every year there's a new reason um to love and celebrate this month or there's a new reason to understand this month and so it never gets boring and you're always finding uh, your purpose and reviving that purpose 
purpose. So I'm really appreciative of the time that I've been given another opportunity to do so. Um, but to me, um, Ramadan is kind of like the time to have a lot of existential crises. I mean, basically, there's a lot of soul searching on who I am, what my purposes are in life, and who I am within the Ummah. And it's not even conscious. I just think because I try and limit the distractions I have, my mind is more open to those reflections. Um, so it's a, I love it. Um, and it's a time where I learn, you know, what devils are inside of me and what I need to work on. It's a time that is simultaneously nerve wracking and exciting. Nerve wracking because I'll see who the real me is. And, um, you know, if what horridness lies within and then exciting because I've been given another Ramadan in which I can work on myself and increase my taqwa and taqwa means God consciousness it's an exciting time because this to me is where I feel community and the ummah comes alive and um you know this is also said with the privilege of having communities within the ummah and feeling a sense of belonging it's not the case for everyone Ramadan to me is a time where we work on ourselves and affirm who we are and what we will do for the next year. It's a time to understand the privilege as I have been given as well as the responsibilities that come with that. I know that I'm answerable for what I did and didn't not didn't do because silence can also mean being complicit in the face of adversity and oppression. So it's my time to understand what I should be doing and have community conversations to see how we as a collective can support our brothers and sisters in faith or in humanity to me it's basically a time to try and burn away the bad in me and then rise like a phoenix revived and polished um in terms of prepping i don't really prep um I'm not really a preparer of sorts and so I actually kind of asked this question because I was intrigued to hear how people do. So I try and fast a few times within Rajab and Shaban that's either to make up for fast or to do some of the sunnat ones but I find that those can be um, can help in mentally preparing for the month. Um, I actually prepare externally more in that I meet all my friends before the month, you know, knowing that I'll be focused on mosque life every day for the next month. Um, and then I also eat my favorite foods and binge eat these. And it's probably not the best way, especially when Ramadan's purpose is not centered around food. Um, other than that, I know I need to prepare more spiritually. So inshallah next year or even after this Ramadan, I can start doing so. In terms of obstacles that I face, alhamdulillah, I don't get too hungry whilst I'm fasting. Shocking, I know. Um, I may have small bouts of hunger, but then the time comes to break the fast and I kind of feel like I can go on, um, which I still to this day don't understand how this is happening. Though in Norway and Iceland, they're fasting for 21 hours, so... <laughs> Pretty sure if I was in that situation, the answer would be a lot different. Um, but I guess the two biggest ones for me are headaches and having patience. I find I become a lot more silent in Ramadan because I'm just a lot more quick to ignite. And this basically just affirms that I need to work on my patience a lot more. Um, I found actually 
the biggest obstacle for me has been focus. Now, I'm, I don't know, you know, if this is a neoliberal thing or it's associated with this idea of productivity and constantly needing to fill your time with something that is deemed productive by um, systems and the cultures of our society or if it's FOMO and this fear of missing out, but also, again, related to this idea of being productive and a productive human being to society. It's either way, it's translated to my spiritual side where I feel like if I'm not doing um, more, then I'm not doing enough and I'm not being a productive spiritual member of my faith and for myself does that even make sense basically I found that it's really hard to focus on prayer and I found this you know I I struggled with this throughout the last year um you know alhamdulillah I, I keep up my prayer but I just the focus is not there um and i thought that in ramadan that would change but unless i'm praying in congregation then it's still the same for me right now i'm like a more cognizant of the fact and i'm trying to work on it a lot more consciously because i well this month is full of blessings um but you know i just oh I just can't focus my mind just and it's not just me I know people you know the minute you hit the the prayer mat your mind thinks of all the things you need to do um so I know it's not just me but I worry that it's tied to neoliberalism basically um but where was I going with this I just want to be able to focus a lot more on my prayer and be conscious of what I'm saying you know I try and keep in mind the meaning of the prayer and you know each action and and prayer is meditation so it really requires a lot of focus and the more you do it the more natural it comes and I've definitely felt those moments where I have been focused it's just been absolutely surreal empowering enlightening um but those are very few and far between and um so that's something I'm really struggling with and I think trying not to overwhelm myself with this need to do more spiritually you know there there's a saying I think it's by the by Imam Jafar Sadiq and he says that um it's better to focus on the wajibat, so the must acts, and do them properly than to do all these other um, acts that are recommended. And it's not to say that those recommended acts cannot guide you to uh, having more fruitful experiences with the um, wajib acts, but the idea that focus on those wajib acts and really perf- try and perfect them. So I am trying to do so, but and obviously it's a journey but it just I just don't have the focus and then sometimes it's almost like I don't even want to try and have the focus um, because I'm entirely too preoccupied with the next 8 billion things that I have to do thereafter which by the way I some I 
I can have more focus in those things um it's just when it comes to spirituality because it's not something that I can see the product of right there and then I think that is something that affects how um much I can focus I don't even know if any of that makes sense but if you feel me shout out because I just I'm wondering how to want to focus more you know I'm I'm aware of the problem but how do I achieve it and goals of course have to be practical and you have to have achievable measurements Um, but I don't know how to have achievable measurements when it comes to um, spirituality yeah so i'd really appreciate any support in that and i think that's also what ramadan is about is supporting each other and really having those conversations so that um we can support each other in becoming closer to allah anyways (laughs) i'm sorry if that part didn't make sense in terms of unexpected eases i think not having an overwhelming sense of hunger is an ease um though i also say that with knowing that uh i have the knowledge and privilege of having food on my table every morning and night and so that alone mentally is an ease so as much as this is a time to have empathy with those that don't it's also important like don't have food it's also important to note that i know i have food to look forward to um I think Ramadan becomes a very busy time for me also and so it can feel quite overwhelming trying to do as much as possible physically, mentally, spiritually but it always works out and I just feel like a sense of sukoon or peace in this month and it's a sense of relief that's like finally this month is back and I can feast at the spiritual banquet that God has hosted and invited us to. Um, So in terms of goals every year i try and tackle a million things um and by the way all of which i leave for the month of ramadan it's like apparently i can't do any of these during the year i just have to do it in this month um which is ridiculous and i need to work on that and it's no wonder that i feel a spiritual or feel bouts of spiritual deficits throughout the year um this year i've decided i'm only going to focus on two and then the rest i'm going to see what the month has to offer and what i can reflect on so the first and major one is to learn more about god and his attributes um one of the key purposes of ramadan is to increase our taqwa or god consciousness in in order to do so i feel i need to delve into who god is and what god's attributes are and as the saying goes to know god is to know yourself so in order to know myself and what i have to offer um what i have to work on i'm basically on this journey to understand who god is and how to accept practice and implement the attributes personally um and this i think will increase my ability to be a servant to the ummah to submit to the will of god which is a lot easier said than done and then to try and become closer to god the second goal i have is to not overindulge in food this month which ironically seems really blasphemous 
to say. Um, I think part of the goal of this month is to decrease our mass dependency on high consumption of food. And so this month, I do want to try and eat the bare minimum while still, you know, eating enough so that I have enough energy throughout the day. Um, and it's not to say that I'm not going to have the occasional fried food because hello, it's the month of samosas and petties and curries and, you know, whichever foods that are part of your culture and your Ramadan experience. But I'm just going to attempt not to overconsume. Um, and I think this may also help me get in the mindset of being more environmentally conscious and recognizing the mass consumption uh, that is in our, our diets on a very conscious level. Um, and also recognizing who we, and what we exploit um, in order to consume as much as we do. And alhamdulillah, so far so good. Um, it's been an unexpected ease, but you know, we'll see in two weeks how I feel. But this is my first check-in in, um, in the beginning of this month. And I will see you in two weeks. Take care. Assalamu alaikum everybody. Today we distributed um, food for the poor. First we went to um, Santum to distribute to Jamal Gardens and then we went to um, some, uh, somewhere near uh, a Masjid. Thousand Lights. We went over there and then we distributed to Nazarana and then we came back. Okay, Assalamu alaikum. Ramadan Mubarak to everybody. It also made me feel a bit um, sad for the poor and everything because they also didn't have food. And also I have to be very, become very strong and everything. Please, everybody pray, I mean, pray for me. And um, my experience was like, I was like very sad for the poor. They don't have food. Ramadan is coming. And do you know what um, a poor person said in Syria? Um, we don't, we're very poor. We don't, we can't even afford water or dates. At least if we do the it will fasting count I that completely broke my heart so much I felt really sad so I wish all the people from Syria could come here so we could distribute food for them I with all my Eid money I'm good not all my Eid money like with um, my Eid money this year I get for a quarter quarter of my Eid money I'm gonna distribute it to the um, poor, not as in the money. I'll buy some food for them and then I'll distribute it to them. Okay, assalamu alaikum. So that's it for the Ramadan check-in one. That's part one and two that you've now heard. I hope you really enjoyed hearing the insights and are able to see an alternative narrative of what Muslims really are focusing on in their lives as opposed to the mainstream view of Muslims, which is terrorism. And yeah, we ain't really about that life. And I hope this, these insights demonstrated that, um, that we're focused a lot more on other things. Um, yeah, so if you would like to share any of your answers to these questions, that would be really exciting and fun. And if you want, I can... I would love to share that on my social media platform. So please feel free to send me your answers to any of these questions. And please continue to support the podcast. You can find um, 
The Rogue Muslim all over social media. The handle is at The Rogue Muslim. So that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you ever have any questions or insights to provide, you can DM me on any of those. But you could also email me um, at theroguemuslim at gmail.com. And I really look forward to hearing from you. And until next week, I hope everyone's having a blessed month. Good afternoon.